Hi, it's Pete Norstead here and welcome to another edition of the Trade on Sports and Focused on Football Betting podcast. As usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton. How are you doing, Jimmy? Excellent, thank you, mate. Good weekend for us last week on the podcast, I see. Yes, and uh, and you had some good ones as well on the Focused on Football previews as well. I did, yeah. I'm just really annoyed that the uh, the best bet for subscribers in League 2 failed at the uh, the final hurdle. But yeah, good weekend. Had yeah. all, I think. And, and indeed, you know, on, on, I was just saying to you earlier, before, the, before we started uh, chatting now on the podcast, the NFL, you know, the ratings... You know, I don't. I, I haven't got a clue. It's in truth about NFL. Not a bloody clue. But the ratings doing well. Five out of six the last weekend. I believe you know just one NFL player. Is that yes. correct? Yeah, yeah. Who's that? Tom Brady. Crikey! And he's been around for about forty years. So that's probably <laughs> the only reason you've heard of him. I think it's incredible in a way that your stats-driven package can highlight these sort of value picks when effectively you're not putting any sort of game information into it in a way. No. Sort of, and maybe that's the way that, you know, some of the best bets are made like that, where you ignore the team names and the players and you just go on the stats. Yeah, that, I mean, there's no... Yeah, I mean, I've already given out the subscribers this week, you know, this weekend's, you know, selections. I, I, I You know, I, I wouldn't be able to point on a map where these teams play. Where were the Panthers? Where were they based? Panthers, Panthers... Yeah, they're in Carolina, Pete. Oh, you've, got so, you've got so much to learn. The Saints, that's not Southampton, mate. That's yeah, New Orleans, Saints, I know that. Mate. I know that one. Oh, yeah, you like the Big Easy, don't you? <laughs> that was your nickname, wasn't it, when he was at school? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's yeah, we've got this nonsense. Yeah, we've got some, well, it's an interesting uh, uh, weekend coming up. Anyway, let's start off with uh, Brentford Brighton. Uh, recent head to heads Brighton won last season 1 0. When plus a quarter of a goal, Brentford's record reads 1 1, drawn, not, lost, not. Coming off a, uh, that was a poor 5 1 defeat away at Newcastle. Brighton, uh, when they're uh, minus a quarter, 1 3, drawn, 2, lost, 3, Carful, 1 0 defeat uh, at home Spurs. Three or more goals have been seen in five of Brighton's last six home matches. So there's, there's goals in their games, plus a quarter of handicap. 285 matches, 86 um, home covers, 81 half wins and 119 away wins. My rating is suggesting some value, Brentford. Mm. Well, I think it will be really interesting, Pete, to see how Brentford respond to that hammering at Newcastle. They conceded five times. And in reality, since they came into the top flight, I don't really think back of of a result that I'd look at and say that that's a really bad result. The losses, the sometimes heavier defeats that they've had have always been sort of like against good teams, I would suspect. So how are they going to recover? And Brighton lost last time out 1-0 by Spurs. That was Roberto De Zerbi's home bow in front of the, the Seagulls fans. But I, I don't downgrade Brighton for losing that game 1-0. Bit of Harry Kane magic as such separated the two teams, and even in defeat, I still kind of classify that as a decent result for Brighton. And over last season and the beginning of this season, Pete, Brighton have gone nine nine and five away from home. I I can't I, I can't oppose them in this spot. I mean, is it still a quarter that the line? Yeah. yeah. I mean, if for any reason that got to scratch, which I don't think it will. I would probably just have a little bit of Brighton. But 
you can expect a reaction from Brentford players. But on the flip side of that, you could maybe sense that a bit of reality is dawning and a bit of second season syndrome. And perhaps, you know, they've got Everton and West Ham just below them in the table, level on points with them. All of a sudden, Brentford could start sliding down this league table and start looking over their shoulders. I mean, I don't think relegation is out of the question for Brentford, do you, Pete? No, I, I don't. But I, I, I think we need to see a little bit more. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think they, they've started the season, I, I think, reasonably well. Reasonably well. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm not saying they haven't, but this is, I think this is their first real shock yes. result. Yes, in in a season and a and a half, well, season and a quarter, which is quite, you know, strange in a way for a side that came up from the championship, a, a small club, for the beginning of last season. That this is their first real big test. I'll be interested to see how Thomas Frank's men perform. Yeah, I th- I think that I, I think though ultimately I think there will be three worse sides than Brentford. Oh, and there's some pretty bad ones. <laughs> Leicester Palace, uh, maybe... Oh, talk, talking about sides. Yes. Uh, recent head-to-heads, definitely in Leicester's favours. They've won five of the last seven with Palace winning uh, the other two. Minus quarter handicap, uh, Leicester's record reads 1-5, drawn two, lost three, Carlton two, one defeat. Away at Bournemouth, that's a poor defeat after the after the good 4-0 victory at home to Forest. Palace, uh, when they're plus quarter of a goal handicap, plus three, drawn two, lost five. Um Coming off a 2-1 uh, victory at home to Leeds. Leicester, they lost seven of the last eight Premier League matches. Minus a quarter of a goal, 530 matches, 222 times the home side have covered it. It's been 160 half losses, 148 losses. So it, it's pretty even, really. Uh, my ratings are suggesting, though, there is value with Leicester, but you, you, you couldn't back them on this. I, it it, it favours a draw to me, this. Yeah, I mean, c- quite... Astonishingly, really, Peter. I've I've had in my mind over the last few seasons, obviously a lot of heavy sort of Roy Hodgson bias. That not many games where Palace play against a, a, a non-elite top six side will there be lots of goals. Well, the over two and a half goals has gone seven and two over the recent seasons. Yes, on both teams to score has landed in each of the last four meetings of the teams over the past two seasons, and now this weekend. We have a Leicester side that have been involved in nine games this season and 39 total goals. I mean, anybody who takes the under in this game needs the head examining for a start. We cashed a, a ticket last weekend with uh, the overs cashing on the south coast when Bournemouth came from behind to beat Leicester. So even against a, a relatively mediocre opponent, in sort of a desperation sort of game, Leicester weren't able to hold on. I'm I'm just riding this Leicester overs train, Pete. I mean, I'm a little bit... Well, I'm not surprised that the goal line's only set at two and a half because that's the the market perception of Palace, low scoring, pretty dour. But we've seen this season, it doesn't matter who Leicester play, good team, bad team, mediocre team, there's just goals galore. So with the line set only at two and a half goals, Pete, I'm taking the over again. Fulham, Bournemouth next. Uh, Bournemouth won this uh, 3-0 the last time the two sides met um, at Craven Cottage in the Premier League. Uh, Fulham, when they're minus half a goal, 
only one match and they lost that. They're coming for 3 1 uh, defeat away at West Ham. Bournemouth uh, went plus half a goal away from home, 1 1 drawn four, lost five, coming off a, a 2 1 victory at home to Leicester. Very much needed that for Bournemouth. In fact, I think Bournemouth has started the season reasonably well, really. Um, they're now undefeated in five as well. So, you know, they're, they're showing some resilience. Um, a minus half a goal handicap, 250 matches, 118 home wins, 132 away wins. My ratings are suggesting the value is with the away side. And indeed, you know, they've got a bit of a momentum behind them. They certainly have, Pete. They have gone 3-3-3 three, three and three to open the season. And again, I repeat this every week. The only teams they've lost to, Arsenal, Liverpool, Man City. Take those three out of the equation. And they're unbeaten this season. When the sides last met in Premier League action about four years ago, Bournemouth did take home the points with a 3-0 victory. I'm not sure how much you can read into that. But Fulham have had a, a good start to the season. and Everybody's raving about Fulham. All I hear my mates talking about is how they love watching Fulham play and you know that they're a good side. Well, have a look at the league table. Bournemouth are a point above them. So I'm not quite sure how this line is half a goal. But my concern here is that Fulham do score goals and Bournemouth don't. And that is the only thing that's stopping me from siding for big stakes with Bournemouth. Come game day, I'm probably going to take a little bit of Bournemouth plus half a goal. But I will wait until I see the teams before I decide. Yeah, it's interesting, actually, when you when you look at this as well, you know, when we're talking about the promoted sides, they're doing quite well. At, they start the season very brightly, really, haven't they? Yeah, and the, and the perception... Apart from Forest, obviously. Yeah, and, I mean, these perceptions of sort of how bad sort of teams are and what sort of starts are, nobody's really talking about Bournemouth. And the key here is that Bournemouth have conceded 20 times, Fulham have conceded 18. They're losing games, and in certain games... They're getting walloped in the same way Forest are. But the games they're winning, they're keeping clean sheets and winning 1-0. Let's be honest, Pete. If you're playing a, a team down at the bottom of the table and you win 1-0, does it really matter next week if you lose 25-0 to Man City? No, no. It, it, it doesn't. doesn't. If you're no. beating the teams in and around you, you can have a, yeah. a goal difference of minus 50. You know, you'll, you'll find a way to get enough points to stay up come the end of the season. Wolves Forest next. Well, he, these two sides have started poorly, really. Look, I can't. I'm a bit surprised that it's minus three quarters here. Wolves, uh, when they're minus three quarters, one to five drawn, two lost, not three of the five will buy two or more goals. Can offer three nil defeat away at Chelsea. Forest, uh, when they're plus uh, three quarters, they've only played one. They lost one, and that was by two or more goals. And they come for one old draw at Owens Villa. Wolves not scored in six of the last eight. Indeed, they've only scored three this whole season. It's, it, it isn't looking good. They have only let in 12 goals, but still, it, it isn't great. Minus three quarters, 180 matches, uh, 61 times the home side have, have, have covered it. They've uh, half won 55 and 74 losses. So it, it, the, the sort of leaning is with the home side. No value in the line, really. And, you know, I, it's a worry for Wolves. Will they score? And, that, and that's the, the, the issue, Pete, here. I mean, we're nine games into the season. And we had this same issue the other week in that Leicester game against Forest when uh, there was a team struggling down near the bottom of the table, favoured by three quarters of a goal at home. On that night, we were quite happy to support Leicester because they scored goals. You know, Wolves, 
I mean, what odds would you get on Wolves to score two or more goals in this game yeah. for a start? And yeah. that would that's what you need for them to fully cover, and that's with them keeping a clean sheet. If you like Wolves, you're probably better off backing them to win the game to nil here, rather than trying to figure out, you know, a minus three quarters of a goal line. And my other concern about if you're looking to back Wolves here, which is to be honest, in my mind, the only sort of side you can take and probably look to take them outright to find a way to get the job done. Steve Cooper recently signed an extended contract. There was rumours floating around that he may get the axe at the city ground. He signed an extended contract. Not that they mean much in football anymore, but we know he's not going to be out the door anytime soon. And the first game after that, they put in a resilient performance against Villa, picked a point up. So there's no way I can back Wolves here. Spurs, Everton next. Uh, minus one goal is the handicap. Uh, Reese Nethead, Spurs are 1-4. There's been two draws. Everton are 1-1. Spurs, when they're minus one, 1-7 draw, nought, lost three. Six to seven uh, victories by two or more goals. Come after a 1-0 victory away at Brighton. Everton, uh, when they're plus one goal, one nought, draw four, lost six. Three of the six defeats were by two or more goals and they come after a 2-1 uh, defeat at home to Manchester United. Spurs, they've won their last seven home matches. Indeed, they're having a reasonable season, Spurs. I think I think they're gonna, you know, again be, you know, definitely, you know, pushing for top four places. Minus one goal, 254 matches, 97 times the home side have covered it. There's been 66 pushes uh, and 91 times the away side. My race is suggesting some value Spurs. And you know, I watched that Everton game on, on, on Sunday evening and I, I thought to be quite honest, the, 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 I was surprised, you know, they just didn't have any of the ball, really. I mean, Manchester United didn't really do much and they didn't really have to do much. I was, I was a little bit surprised there wasn't a bit more go from Everton, a bit more room. Well, my mate, who's a season ticket holder at Goodison Park, keeps trying to convince me how well they're playing and that the results aren't going the way that the performances deserve now. I don't know. I, I've not seen too much of Everton this season. I know that they're a low-scoring side, and they don't concede many. And that is the thing that concerns me if you're looking to back Spurs minus one here because Everton aren't conceding many goals, even against the better side. Hey, I suppose out in Madeira, you didn't catch Harry Kane read the CBB's bedtime story yesterday, did you? No, I didn't, no. Oh, what a guy Harry Kane is. I really <laughs> like him. And I'm, well, I'm sure you like him after he delivered the win for you. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I have to say, Pete, I thought that was a really important performance for Spurs. How were they going to bounce back after losing the North London derby and getting a bit of a shellacking at the Emirates? To go away to Brighton, first game with Deserby in charge at the Amex for the home side, take all three points against the side that are in form. I think that was a really good result. I can't back Spurs here, though, Pete. Basically, on the back of Everton's defensive record this season, they somehow find a way to stay in games. They don't get beat very easily. They've only lost three of their opening nine. Yes, Spurs will probably win this game. They'll probably win and cover. But I just have a feeling that there's better bets around this week for me. This used to be, actually. This used this I can remember a few years ago, not so long back, this used to be a good fixture you know, to, to, to oppose Spurs on, didn't it? You know, do you, I, I don't know whether, you, you know, I'm talking yeah. about, you know, a decade ago, you know, Everton, similar similar sort of line, but, you know, Everton always used to get something, didn't they? Yeah, when, especially when David Moyes was in charge. I think what sort of broke it, there was a game probably about four or so years ago, just before Christmas, when Spurs hammered them. I think off the top of my head, it was about 6-1 or 6-2. And since then, 
of if my mind's not playing tricks on me, Spurs have had the upper hand, and I expect them to win this. Yeah, game. yeah, I do as well. I but do as well. Playing a full goal is a bit too much for me. Villa Chelsea next. Uh, recent head heads. Villa have won one. Chelsea have won three. The handicap is plus half. Villa when they're plus half. They've only only been one match uh, in the last seven or eight seasons, and uh, they lost that. And it's a one all. Uh, they come up a one all draw away at Forest. Chelsea when minus half goal. One five drawn two lost three. After three nil victory at home to Wolves. Chelsea they've won their last three. They're looking some decent form, and I, I thought that was a good result as well in the Champions League last week. Um, Plus half a goal, 113 matches, 58 home, 55 away. Uh, no value in the line, but I can see Chelsea winning winning this. And it wouldn't surprise me if they win it comfortably either. I'm really tempted, Pete, to take Chelsea. I'm quite surprised that I'm feeling so optimistic. And maybe it's my love of Graham Potter and the way he seemed to you know, seamlessly moved into the hot seat at Stamford Bridge, getting good results, brushing Wolves aside. 3-0 last weekend. Another positive result for Potter. Stephen Gerrard looks like a man under pressure. He always looks a little forlorn on the sidelines, no matter what's going on. But the point away at Forest on Monday night, it's not really done much to ease the pressure on him. Chelsea have won four, drawn one and lost just one of the last six. I do lean heavily here to Chelsea. And I have to say, once I see that team sheet on Sunday lunchtime, I might really be tempted to have a piece of Chelsea here, but I don't see them losing the game. No. no. And I think the way Potter gets teams set up, you know, he always used to find a way with him, you know, inferior players to what he's got available now to find a tactical setup, you know, to cause teams problems. Now he's got a rich array of talent at his disposal at Stamford Bridge. You know, I won't say it should be an easy job for him, Potter, because nothing is when you're managing Chelsea, but... He seems to have the tactical nous to get his the best out of whatever players he has. And uh, I think there's some good times ahead for Chelsea. Uh, next up, Leeds against Arsenal. Recent head-to-heads, Leeds have won nought. has been one draw. Arsenal won one. The handicap is plus one goal. Leeds, when they've been plus one goal, um, they um, have won that game. Um, they only have, they've had one, they've won that game. Um, they come off a 2-1 defeat uh, away at Palace. Arsenal... When they're minus uh, one goal away from home, they've won eight, drawn two, lost naught. Five of the eight were by two or more goals. Come off that very good 3-2 victory at home to Liverpool. Arsenal, they're obviously now they're in some good form. They've won nine of the last ten. Looking at plus one goal, there's been 170 matches, 56 times the home side have covered. There's been 48 bushes and 66 away wins. My ratings are suggesting some value leads, and I was a little bit surprised at that. This season, though, leads at home, they're undefeated. They've won two, drawn two, and indeed only conceded twice. The only thing that would put me off that is obviously, you know, the form that Arsenal are in. I, I can see them winning this game, and, and they're starting to score some goals now, and uh, yeah. I, I, I fancy an Arsenal win here, but I don't, whether they can cover that handicap is a different matter. Do you think we, the bookmakers and, and the public alike are getting a little bit carried away with us? Possibly, sure. possibly. I mean, I, you know, I've been quite vocal over the last couple of years about about how I'm not overly sure on Arteta. They've had three what I would call really difficult games this season, Pete. They've beaten Spurs and Liverpool both at home, and their other game was away at Manchester United, which saw them lose. Now, 
beating the poorer teams in the league is is a skill in itself. It takes certain sort of characteristics to have within your squad to do it. But I think <coughs> they've had a, a relatively easy start to the campaign. And I think this line move from minus three quarters to minus one, based on the results of the weekend, I think it's a little bit too much. Now, I need a far bigger sample size of this Arsenal team before, you know, I can take a conclusion that they're going to really push on and almost a certainty to the top four. And, you know, people, some people even talking about and challenging for the title, Pete. I mean, I think that's delusional, really. I think they probably will win this game. But laying a full goal, I think you've got to be really brave, especially given the fact that Leeds have picked up in recent, you know, this season. The one thing I would say, though, is that Arsenal did win this game 4-1 last season, this fixture. So, you know, they've had happy memories at Ellen Road with a big vociferous home crowd in. It's clearly not affected these players last season. So, given the form they're in, you'd be a brave man to back Leeds. Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, like I say, I think, um, I think Arsenal, I think, I think they're definitely, I think that they'd be, you know, it would be foolish to say they're not going to finish. I think they, they probably are going to finish the top three. That's, that's an excellent result uh, last Sunday. But yeah, like you say, you, you, Minus one goal is a lot to cover it, 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 against anybody in this league, I think. It is. And all of a sudden, let's be honest, um, for years they've had a target in the back, Arsenal, in terms of, well, if you get amongst them, they don't really fancy it. Now they've got the target on the back that they're the league leaders. And everybody's talking about them as if they're league leaders and that. And that will put pressure on them away from home and get the home crowd against them and the, the intensity levels of the home players up. So, again, another big test. But they do have the advantage, as we keep saying, of not playing in Europe or playing in the, the Europa League where they, they don't have that sort of high level where their the best players have to play every Thursday. Here's an interesting game coming up. Man United at home <laughs> to uh, Newcastle. Recent head-to-heads, United have been dominant. They've won five, drawn one, Newcastle won naught. The line is minus a half. Uh, Incredible minus, line. Incredible line. When minus say. United at uh, minus a half, their record reads 1-6, drawn one, lost three, coming off a, a 2-1 victory away at Everton. Newcastle, when they're plus half, it's a good, good record. They've got 1-5, drawn two, lost three, coming off a 5-1 victory at home to Brentford. Newcastle only lost one of their last 11. So there, there's some real momentum now with them. Minus half a goal, 118 home, 132 away. My rating is suggesting value with the home side. Obviously, the ratings go over some time. Uh, but, you know, on momentum, I, you would have to go with Newcastle, I would say. Well, if you ever needed to know just how far Man United had fallen and how far Newcastle had risen in the eyes of the bookmakers, then you just need to take a look at this line. It, ho- it opened with the home side half a goal favourite and I was convinced that their win at Everton would see a line move. But I was wrong. The other year when this game was played, I remember back in Newcastle plus one and three quarters. This was, I think, three seasons ago. I think last season we saw a line of a mi- one and a half or one. Yeah. And a quarter. Uh, well, let, let's. I can. I can give you the, the yeah minus two goals like last season. Eleventh of September minus one and a half minus one half minus one minus one and a half minus one and a quarter. So now we are seeing at least a three quarters of a goal adjustment, and at worst a one and a half goal adjustment. I think that's too much, Pete. I think. 
at the end of the day, this is still Manchester United at home. You know, we're talking about Manchester United here in some ways as if they're like a mid-table side. They're fifth in the league with a game in hand. You know, they could be two points off of fourth, third spot if they win the game in hand. They're not a terrible side. Eric Ten Hag, they're going through some teething problems, some issues in the dressing room. Obviously, Ronaldo scored his 700th career goal. But you still look at that lineup of Manchester United and I know they feel the pressure at home. And I know I got smashed on opening day when I took Man United to beat Brighton. And Newcastle have shown similar resiliency. I think if all you did, all your betting career, Pete, was bet teams like Man United in this spot minus half a goal, I think you'd do pretty all right. Yes, yeah, I, I'd agree with you. Yeah, the, the the value is definitely with the home side. I think I think obviously the away side though they've only lost one. There yeah. is some momentum. Obviously that five one victory at home helps. I think they've been a little bit fortunate in in some of their you know some of their games, but still they've only lost one. It'll be I think it's going to be good though. It's going to be this will tell us a lot about both teams, won't it? Yeah, and, and similar to your NFL bets, Pete. We're talking about betting numbers rather yeah. than teams. Yeah. And if you yeah. bet this game a yeah. hundred times, yeah. I reckon you probably win between fifty-seven and yeah, yeah, and that's and that's all. Literally, all I go off is the numbers. The numbers. Yes. I mean, talking about numbers, we've got our next game: Southampton, West Ham. I've put this off scratch. It is at the moment Southampton plus a quarter. Uh, reason that it's uh, Southampton one four has been two draws. West Ham have one one. So. Very much lean to Southampton. Southampton when scratch one two drawn two lost six coming up a four nil defeat away at Man City. West Ham when they're off scratch away from home one four drawn three lost three come off a three one victory at home to Fulham. Uh, Southampton they lost their last four Premier League matches so they're losing their way a bit. Scratch two hundred nine matches sixty five home wins seventy pushes seventy four away wins. My racing suggesting value West Ham but I would want the scratch. I, I would not back West Ham minus a quarter. If it was scratch I think. It would be it would be one of my bets. Well, they're six two and two in the last ten meetings of the teams, and you talk about Southampton trending badly recently. Let's out take a look at them against mid third finishing teams, and that's what we're going to sort of class West Ham as for the purpose of this. And at home under Ralph Hasenhutl against mid third finishing teams, Southampton are six six and eighteen. So, if you can get West Ham off scratch, you are effectively taking them 18 and 6, you know, over the longer term, Southampton in in this spot. That's a good value bet for West Ham here. And in those 30 games, the over two and a half goals, Pete, has gone 20 and 10. Teams don't fear going to St Mary's. They know they can get joy and Southampton will come out and attack themselves at home. This is another game where I like the overs and I like the overs quite a bit in this one, Pete. And I think you're probably getting a bit of value because early in the season, West Ham weren't scoring goals. They've sprung to life recently. I think both teams will find the back of the net. And again, I'll take the overs. Finally, the game of the weekend, Liverpool against Man City and and the line is plus three quarters. That's wow, <laughs> incredible. Recent head-to-heads, uh, Liverpool have won four. There's been... Uh, Two draws. Man City have won one. 
Uh, Liverpool, they've never been plus three quarters at home. Uh, coming off, a, well, in the last seven years, and they're coming off a 3 2 uh, defeat away at Arsenal. Man City, when they're minus three quarters goals, they've won five, drawn one, lost four. Four of the ten, four of the five victories were by two or more goals. Coming off a 4 0 victory um, at home to Southampton. Liverpool, though, not lost in 27 home. That's incredible. What a run that is. Well, there has to be value here with the home side. Plus three quarters, 138 matches, uh, 63 wins, 35 uh, half wins. So that makes that roughly, what, 80 against 40 away. That's got, you know, the, 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 the actual trends are telling you that plus three quarters is a good, is a reasonable. Well, it, well, it opened minus a quarter, Pete. So it yeah. shifted, it sh- shifted a half goal. Can you get up? Because I know you're quick on the draw when I asked you from the Man U Newcastle stats. What were what was the price of this game last season? Right, let's have a look at well, Yeah, I mean, I mean we'll the ha- over the over three and a half goals has gone seven and three in the last ten meetings of the side. So even with this goal line set at three and a quarter, I, I'd still be sort of tempted with the over because Liverpool aren't going to change. Jurgen Klopp is not going to shut up shop for this game. He is literally going to get his players wound up to a frenzy. The lights will be on. There'll be a lot of noise at Anfield. It'll be a hell of an atmosphere. But you won't see Klopp asking his team to get behind the ball. They'll be playing on the front foot. City will be hitting them on the break and probably carving them open. Have you got that line? Yes, I have. Yeah, last year, well, I'll give you the last uh, seven seasons. Last year, plus a quarter. The season before, plus a quarter. Season before that, scratch. Minus a quarter, plus a quarter, minus a quarter, minus a quarter. So, for the last couple of seasons, City have actually been favoured. Yes, they? yes, yes. But by just a quarter of a goal. Yes. Mind you, they've only, in the last seven, they've only won one of those matches. Yeah. I mean, Anfield is a, a difficult place to go and you can almost throw form out, out the window. You know, they, they, they drew three all were Brighton, but, you know, yes, you know, it's noisy Anfield when Liverpool play Brighton. But nothing like this. This is Liverpool against Manchester. It You can't really sort of compare their recent home performances to the adrenaline that the, the players are going to feel when the atmosphere builds up on Sunday afternoon. If you are going to bet this game, I think you have to be sensible. Take Liverpool plus three quarters. Quite like the over three and a quarter. I mean, last time, if you remember, Pete, when these two teams met, we had that bet three six five three five pound bet and I suggested taking the two all draw it wouldn't surprise me if both teams scored twice in this game and I'm not convinced that's where the scoring will end though so even look at maybe the over four and a half goals in my book in this game because I don't see Jurgen Klopp is too long in the tooth to try and change his philosophy this is going to be NBA basketball mate end to end yeah, I mean, if you look at City's away form this season, okay, that they they they, they, they play, only played four matches, two 0 away at West Ham opening day, which you know I think West Ham could have done better. Three all away at Man at Newcastle when they were fairly lucky. Well, I wouldn't say lucky. Newcastle were in a good position that they with better game management they could have won that. One all away at Villa and a Villa aren't aren't, aren't exactly world beaters. And they beat Wolves 3-0, which, you know, Wolves have not been scoring or in a good run of late. I can't, I just don't see how that, you know. I thought Liverpool were fairly, a, a little bit unlucky not to come away with anything at Arsenal. 
they, 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 this is a must win for them, isn't it? So they're going to, you know. It, it is, but I think it's a must win in the saving face yes. sense of the word, yes. phrase, rather than must win to get back into the top four race or to get in the title race. They're out of the title race. Yes, gone. yes. And Klopp will know that. <clears throat> But he will then now start to identify certain games that are important to supporters, important to the history of the club, where he will throw the kitchen sink at it. And maybe other games, they'll make changes. Well, this is one of those games where they'll identify it, they'll throw the kitchen sink at it. And to be perfectly honest, so will Pep Guardiola, because this is a big marquee match broadcast around the world. I think this could be ridiculous. Ridiculously entertaining game and very high scoring. Right. Uh, before we sign off and give you the selections, I just have to say again, make sure you get onto the free service on Trade on Sports, Focused on Football. Go to focusedonfootball.co.uk. Go on to get the free service. We have uh, NFL. We have uh, Premier League. Well, football leagues. And Jimmy gives his selections each week. And it, it, it's well worth... Uh, investing your time in good value for money isn't it yes yeah it certainly is um but yeah I, i'm going to go for the the one bet definitely this week and that's going to be liverpool plus three quarters if west ham go scratch and above 1.8 i would look at them away at southampton as well so i'm going to have two bets this week folks both over two and a half goals we're going to take leicester and palace the early saturday kickoff 12 30 and then we're going to head on to Sunday, is it? Have a look. Yes, yeah, Sunday, two o'clock. Southampton and West Ham going to take the over two and a half goals in that as well. The trends when Southampton under Hassan Hootel entertain these mid-third finishing teams are just too strong to ignore. So we'll take the overs in that one as well. Right. Well, good luck, everybody. But before we go, just to let you know that obviously there's midweek games next week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I believe we will be podcasting on the Tuesday morning. So look out for that from Tuesday lunchtime onwards. Anyway, we shall we shall have a good weekend, everybody, and we'll be back next week. Best of luck, everybody.